you would put a gun to their mother's head, take a picture, no. send it to them, and then Photoshop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Shoot that, buddy. You ain't gonna make it. So we're gonna go around the table, and we will, everyone's gonna name a cartoon character that they were attracted to as a kid. Do the Shark Tank Baylor over Arkansas. You said Arkansas because you like the hog. Hey, I'm Kermit the Frog. I'm back. We back in business, baby. Now here's your host, Don What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Let me tell you something. I, I, I really apologize. First and foremost, that's what I want to lead off with. You guys, you guys have been neglected. Every single one of you and the, the 25 of you that are still there. I love you all. Um, and to the five of you that might listen to this. Wow. Wow. You're, you're special. You're a special specimen. Because this, this is going to be one of the greatest pieces of content you've ever gotten. Um, it's just me. Dylan, Dong Schlongington, sitting in a shed right now. My Wi-Fi is is kaput. It's gone. Um, so I figured I need I need to do something. Let the juices flow. And and my goodness, I thought about you guys, and I just I got really frustrated with myself. Um, but I want to let you know that that we're we're gonna come back, and it's gonna be strong. You know. Life is has kicked my kicked my ass pretty hard. So we're trying to figure it all out and we're going to get back to you guys. I promise you that we all had the most fun of our lives doing this show and we're going to continue to do it. My golly, if we, oh goodness gracious me, oh my, we're going to do it. So, um, basically today I wanted to talk about something that, you know, I, I've been really frustrated as, as of late, the Sacramento Kings are just, they're just a disgraceful all around team franchise and I, I just I, I never believe in them in any given situation any night you turn the TV on the Sacramento Kings could lose they could be playing a G League team they I, I do not feel confident in their abilities to win a basketball game or even care for that matter to win a basketball game look they're 18 and 28 uh, contrary to what the Sacramento commentators want you to believe that is terrible. Okay. That is atrocious. All right. And Sacramento commentators, they want to, and I'm talking about the play by play, uh, want to put on the facade that, Oh, we're going to make the playoffs. Oh guys, look, we're a game out of the playoffs. Who cares? Seriously. I, I, I couldn't care. I will not watch a playoff game from this team. If this is the way we're playing, I won't. I will not turn the TV on. I don't care if we haven't been there in 17 years. We don't deserve it. And you know what? I'm furious. I am. I'm done with them. I'm sick and tired of a, a two-game winning streak is, is, is fantastic. We're on a roll if we have a two-game winning streak. And the two-game winning streak we had was against the Rockets, who... By the way, we did lose two tonight, so don't worry. And then we beat the Lakers, which, you know what? Talk about another team that is completely inconsistent. On any given night, the Lakers could have Russell Westbrook go for zero turnovers and beat the Kings. 
or look like you did when they played Wednesday and the Kings win. It's just a crapshoot with them too. So, you know, the Kings make the playoffs. Who knows? They may beat them. I, I, I'm serious. I really don't. I'm not kidding around when I say that. I, I don't believe in the Lakers at all. I think they're a complete joke. Um, I think that their record right now being what it is at 21 and 21 is is reasonable. I, I, I think that's about as good as they'll do. They are not good. But yeah, Sacramento tonight lost a tough one. Tough one to the Rockets. The uh, 13 and 22 Rockets. Yeah. They, they don't have a player that I would consider to be top 150. I mean, Jalen Green is good. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. He's a good player. But seriously, I mean, you rely on him to beat the Kings. That's it. That's all you need is Jalen Green to beat the Kings. The full health Kings minus Rashawn Holmes, who apparently matters more than any player on the Kings. So here's my overall proposition as we've gotten into this a little bit. Um, De'Aaron Fox, is, it's, it's, it's over. And it... it, it it hurts me to say that. Really, it does, because I'm looking at his jersey right now. Signed, De'Aaron Fox jersey that I have. And it pains me every single time when I have to say that, but I do. Um, I, I think he... It's not his fault, but he does not fit this team at all. And we need a player who's going to play unbelievable defense because no one else is, I guess. So, it's either we get rid of everyone... Or we get rid of De'Aaron. And I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Being a fan that is mostly delusional 80% of the time. Right now I feel pretty clear, but I'm still a little delusional. I'd say that this team can be good. Could be good. But something is missing. And I think trading De'Aaron Fox for somebody like a Ben Simmons. I know I... I'm going to get a lot of heat for that. A lot of heat for it. But you know what? He's going to play solid defense. And we've got enough guys who want to chuck up shots. We really do. We have enough players on this team who want to shoot the basketball. But we do not have enough players who want to do anything on the defensive end of the court. And it shows. It shows. When we give up 118 points to the Houston Rockets, it shows. You know. You give up 118 points to that team, you, you could lose. I, I don't argue that. So, you can't give up 118 points. You just can't. You just can't do it. And, um, I mean, I hate Buddy Heald probably more than any person, you know. I, I hate is a really strong word. Because he is not a horrible basketball player on a team like the, you know, Lakers, Warriors, who all he needs to do is catch the ball and shoot it where LeBron James takes care of everything else, where Steph Curry takes care of everything else, and he's able to just stick outside on the three-point line and catch and shoot. He fits perfectly in those schemes, so I, I don't hate him in those positions. But in, on our team, to do what he's doing, we, we don't have the possessions to throw away when he, when he ends up throwing them away. If he gets a steal at the half-court line, that ball is going up from the three-point line, and there is no question about it. And yeah, maybe sometimes it goes in, but then sometimes we miss it. And I'm just sitting there thinking, we are the Sacramento Kings. 
That is a crucial possession. The Warriors can throw possessions away. They'll they'll get they'll get by. We cannot. And at 18 and 28, that is that is proof enough that this team needs to do something. I, I If we make the playoffs, it is the most evidence in the entire world that the added playoff teams is for financial revenue only for the league and not for the better of the league because the Sacramento Kings making it would be hilarious the way that they're playing right now. You can't point to five games in a row that would prove this team deserves to be anything more than bottom five. I don't I, I don't see it. Tonight and this stretch was that point. It was the chance. We had beaten the Lakers. We had beaten the Rockets. All right, we're on a two-game winning streak. Now we go play the Rockets again. We take down a bad team twice. Momentum going into Detroit, the actual worst team. I think it actually might be Orlando, but... And we get that one. Now we have considerable momentum. And and something that the Kings have lacked to do for years now, which is beat the bad teams. If we beat the bad teams, we don't have to worry as much about getting blown out in those other performances. But the problem is, we don't take care of these games. And I don't think I need to tell anybody who really watches these games, because it's obvious that this is what's happening. But then what the hell do you do? You know, sit around and wait for De'Aaron to excel because I don't know how much farther he's got. And when your two best players play the same position, you've got an issue. And I don't really want to lose Halliburton's potential because I see him as being more of a vocal and outward leader than De'Aaron Fox's, which I think another thing that lacks on this team. Other than Tristan Thompson, who's getting up loud, Proud. Yeah, it's Halliburton in his second year. So, I, I don't know. Small franchise, you got to make a move. you got to do something to get your name out there. And doing something like going for Simmons, it may not work. It may not work, but I think at 18 and 28, you have proof enough to go, well, where is his ceiling? Where's De'Aaron's value ceiling? Because it's coming pretty close to right now where you're not going to get much more for him in the on the you know in the future for a player like him if the team keeps performing like this he's going to keep proving that you know he, he maybe Kemba Walker-esque in a way you know who isn't doing atrocious in New York but it's been turbulent for sure so i don't know i mean i think it's time to make a move. If we make a move other than De'Aaron, it's got to be multiple moves because you can't sit on Buddy, Bagley, Halliburton, and Fox. I, I don't think that that's the recipe to win. We need a small forward. Uh, talks about people like Sabonis would be really interesting to see. You know That I would be intrigued with, but I don't know. I feel like... It, it starts at the defensive end, and there isn't a better defensive player in my mind going forward in the next five years than Ben Simmons will be. And if 
he wants out of Philly, and that's his only prerogative is getting out of Philadelphia and getting somewhere else. Come here because guess what? Not only me, but everyone else here, our fan base is delusional. And we're going to love the hell out of him and this team, especially if we start doing stuff because that's been the frustration for years now is we're always stagnant. We're always like, well, what's the move? What? Where are we going? The direction we felt like we had is gone. And so it's time to make moves, big ones. All right, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, all right. That was a lot. It was it was hot. It was fire. It was passion from my heart. Um, and for the people who don't care about Sacramento Kings basketball at all, uh, I'm sorry. I really am. And you've probably already turned off and you're not hearing this. But if you've stuck through, you'll probably enjoy this next segment. And for those who cared about Sacramento Kings basketball, you probably will not care about this segment. So you will turn off at this point too. So I'll have no listeners. Um, but that's all right. You know, it's good for my uh, my resume. So, you know, we'll work on it. I watched a movie last night. It was not the first time I'd watched this movie, but, you know, it really just brought back some great memories. It it just, a, it's a heartwarming film. It really is. Um, it, and I'm actually being serious right now. I know a lot of you think I'm going to take this in a really weird direction and go with, like, Step Brothers or something like that or, like, you know, Dumb and Dumber. But I'm not. Begin Again, you know, a fantastic movie and you know just Kiara Knightley wow wow takes your heart you know every single time you watch that film she's just she's just a sweetheart you know and and that Mark Ruffalo man he's got a great way of being able to create a character that is just so so despicable at the beginning drinking and driving and with his kid and stuff I'm surprised that they just let that go but um he turns into this just amazing you know musician you know um publisher of music and uh wow you know I'm I'm sorry I'm a little I'm a little taken aback from the whole movie right now and the drinking and driving thing but um you know it's a great film and it centers a lot around music and, and composition and stuff like that. And they film or they record all of the uh, songs in the album within the city because they want it. They are poor. They don't have enough money to record inside of a, you know, lab or a studio and stuff with a record label. So, cause Mark Ruffalo's character got kicked out of his record label or fired cause he wasn't doing good enough. You know, it's just, it's a, wow, where am I going to go with this now? We're about three minutes in. I've explained everything I wanted to talk about, really, with that movie. Uh, so I'm just going to start talking about another movie with Karen Knightley in it. Um, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Wow, if you haven't seen that one, I I started to watch that one last night before I switched over to Begin Again. Um, and now my Wi-Fi's out, so I can't watch Seeking a Friend. If I had the choice now, looking back at it, I would have watched Seeking a Friend last night because I've seen Begin Again a lot, right? But I did not think at the time, hey, my Wi-Fi is going to go out tomorrow. You know, I was just like, ah, well, wait, you know, 
I, I would rather watch Seeking a Friend, so it was kind of like I was prepping myself by watching Begin Again. Then I was going to move on to Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Now, I don't have Wi-Fi. It's a real conundrum. I could watch it on my phone. I, I need the cinematic impact of my soundbar. It's what I went to Black Friday and, and spent $125 on a soundbar for so that I could watch Seeking a Friend for the End of the World three months later. And, you know, I was thinking that far ahead. I am that progressive in my thought. So, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, it, it's, a, it's a mind twister, man. It really, it really gets with you. Um, you know, Steve Carell is in the movie, which makes you think, oh man, this is going to be a funny movie, you know, and it is, it's kind of satirical in a way, but man, that one, that one makes you just, you think about life a little bit at the end of it. It's over and I don't want to spoil anything. I really want you guys to go watch these movies because they are fantastic. Um, but you know, the movie ends and you're just kind of like, wow. What am I doing right now? I just wasted my time watching this movie and now I could die and it could be over and I just wasted my time watching this movie instead of trying to become a famous rapper and stuff, you know? Wow. Thank God I'm doing this right now while realizing all that, right? You know, progressing towards a dream while realizing that you should probably be progressing towards your dream a little more. That's a convenient convenient uh thought process that just happened so anyways yeah steve carell he is in the movie and he's like oh my god there's a meteor it's gonna hit it's gonna hit earth in in three weeks and then his wife's like see ya see you later and he's like what and then he's like wait there's this chick there's this chick that i used to know and that's all i'm gonna give you okay that's all i'm gonna give you of the movie so that you can go it's a little teaser you can go watch it yourself. I'll give you a begin again, um, little teaser too here. Uh, I, I already gave you a little bit of it, but I'll give you the uh, the Dong Schlongington version. Um, so Mark Ruffalo's character was like, "I'm gonna drink a little bit," and then he's like, "I'm gonna drink some more," and then he's like, "I'm gonna drink a ton," and then he goes to this bar, and Karen Knightley's like, "Damn it, Adam Levine is like is like gone and stuff." And she's like, I'm going to play my guitar, but I don't want to. And Mark Ruffalo is like, I hear music because I'm super drunk. And then they want to make a record together. <laughs> so that's that's the movie. That's the beginning of the movie of Begin Again. Because it actually kind of begins again. It's a funny movie in that way. It does actually kind of begin again. The movie begins over again. A bunch of times. It's real. <laughs> it's really. It's breathtaking stuff. I'm going crazy. I don't, I don't know what's going on right now. I'm in the shed by myself, talking into a microphone, staring at a picture of Michael Scott on a poster that says, "That's what she said." And and laughing at it a little bit because it's funny. So I appreciate, look, it's, we're, wow, 19 minutes, probably feels like an eternity for all of you. I've had a lot of fun doing it, you know, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. Wow. Another twist for you. So I'm going to talk about some video games that I've been playing. Um, they're really fun. 
and some of the the trials and tribulations that have been occurring with me. So we're, there's this VR headset game we've been playing now. It's called Golf Plus. It's a variation of Top Golf um, that they've created. So it's it's they had a Top Golf game. It was very fun. You just played normal Top Golf, but it was on VR headset. And then they turned it into Golf Plus, which is an 18-hole experience where you get to play a real round of golf in a VR headset, which if you've never tried a VR headset, you are missing out. And like seeking a friend for the end of the world, you better find a friend with one of these headsets because if you die before getting a chance to experience one, have you really lived? That's the question. So I put on the headset, right? And we play this round of golf. Miles and I play one round about five, six days ago. Uh, we have not stopped playing every night since. He's actually starting to become tired of the game, I think. he Tonight, he said, oh, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Screw him. you know. But, you know, I'll put the headset on tonight at about 12 o'clock and play by myself. That's whatever. Um, it's really fun. Uh, but anyways, I need some help from some golfers here because the game is pretty professional. Okay, It's pretty realistic, I, I think, to my completely professional standards of golf. You know, I know a lot about the sport. So, um, but... When I'm slicing the ball, is that okay? Like, do I just need to hit it farther over or should I fix that? Should I do something about that? Because I slice it every single time, I think. But it, I don't think it's a problem if I'm hitting it down the fairway. So, do I want to fix that? And if so, how badly do I want to fix that? Because it's a video game. So, just remember that. Like, it's also a video game. I don't really care that much. Um, but I do want to beat him. I do it quite often. Um, so yeah, we'll see. He's getting tired of it. Maybe because I'm good. I don't know. It, it's so frustrating because I get, I get good at stuff, you know, I just get super good at everything. I'm super good at everything is the real problem. Um, so yeah, I've also been playing a lot of Wii sports I bought. So I'll tell you a little story. This is pretty fun fact for you guys. Um, apparently Wii Sports obviously was made in 2006 with the Wii, okay? And in 2006, in North America, they released what was called the 1.00 edition of Wii Sports, all right? And what that is, is nothing. It, it doesn't mean anything. But it's only was made for six months in North America, and it was distributed with the Wii, okay? And then after that, and everywhere else before that, you know, so for the six months while North America was giving out 1.00, all the other countries were giving out 1.01. So, and then after the six months in North America, they started giving out 1.01 with the Wii's. Now, why is this important? Um, it absolutely positively isn't, other than the fact that I have one of those discs from North America in 2006 within that time bracket. Now, how do I know? That's a great question. If you insert the disc when you see the Wii Sports and it starts going and then you see down below, you'll see a little uh, 2006 Nintendo thing or you'll see 2006-2007 Nintendo. All right. And if it says 2006 Nintendo, yours is from ding, 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 the special 2006 
North America edition. But if it says 2006, 2007, you're fucked. Uh, no, you're not. It's just basically means that um, when they released 1.00 in the baseball, they don't have cutscenes. So the game moves by about 10 seconds faster. And the only reason that anybody knows this is because Wii Sports speedrunning has become a very big thing, I guess. And people are looking for these discs because they can finish the game 10 seconds faster, which doesn't mean a damn thing to people who have, like, normal reflexes and stuff because 10 seconds, we would finish it in, like, four and a half hours. So, because the challenge is you have to get through all five categories of Wii Sports. you got to go through tennis, baseball, golf, bowling, and uh, boxing. And they do it in like four four minutes. Not four minutes. Seven minutes, I think. 7.26 or something like that. But like we would, I would probably do that in about 32 minutes, I think. So for all of you that have gotten this far, I really appreciate, I mean, you mean the world to me. Let me know. Send me a text message because you probably know me intimately. And let me know you made it this far, and I will personally send you a little gift called uh, Chris by Five. And you will be the first person to receive a million dollars when I indeed become a billionaire like Jeff Bezos. So, I mean, it's really a win-win for everybody involved. Um, if you listen to this in about four or five years, and then you text me, we'll talk about it, maybe... Uh, down to 200 grand well discussions can be had so i love you guys um thank you for for taking a taking a peek into this and uh hope you have yourselves a wonderful life it's time for the end of the show i want for you to show then comment below for the show cause I like the show you like the show we like the show you like the show if you like the show and I like the show then we should comment below for the show if I like the show and you like the show you should comment below for the show I like the show and you like the show and we like the show so comment below fuck you if you don't comment below cause you should like the show like my show please like my show I like my show So like my show Like my show